0: I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot
1: Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring, shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Sex Revolution. Revolution.
0: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys... Use coupon code Shameless Sex at purepleasureshop.com.
2: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. So this is a test, everyone, because we are officially recording from our new studio. We're recording this in our studio. We need to take actual—we took videos— during the
1: process of when we were kind of organizing everything and getting it looking beautiful, and now it's fully functional, and we even have a fridge for wine. Oh! We even have, we have brick, and we even have wood. We have dogs? No, we don't. Not in here. We locked
0: them in my house. Yeah, they're not allowed. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful studio, and I want to give a shout-out to our dear friend Ian Stratton for these mics that we are using. We love you, Ian. I don't know if you're listening, but you better be listening to this episode because it's with Susan Bratton on fucking mastery. How to be a master fucker. Susan fucking (laughs) Bratton on fucking mastery. On how to fuck real damn good. So (laughs) it's going to be a really fun episode. you
1: are allergic to the word fuck you might this is a disclaimer like my mother you might have a
0: reaction mom Janice Janice that's that's you Janus. (laughs) well she says she has a visual memory so when you say fuck and shit she's pictures fucking and shitting but we are talking about fucking so you should actually picture fucking on this that makes sense whereas if I were to say fuck you to someone which uh, it's not the nicest thing to say she would envision people having sex which actually is a nice way to look at it well it's a great great twist I'm pretty sure you say shit somewhere in here and shit sandwich well, yeah, we say that often too. I do say, I say <laughs> shit somewhere in here. Oh, all right, we're going to dive in the episode, but first we have, uh, it's a combo uh, feedback slash question from a listener, uh, and I'll just dive on in. So this listener said, I just listened to episode number 260 with Fabienne, and most of the references to sex sounded like sex only happens when there's a penis in a vagina. This, what was the episode? It was semen retention And how to be a master of your own cock, right? Nice. Amy. Whoa, whoa. Have you been eating your ginkgo biloba? Oh, no, I've been having of fish oils. Oh damn. I know I'm preaching... And my magnesium. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but that seemed limiting. Since cancer surgery some years ago, I don't get erections and rarely have ejaculatory orgasms. And I still have great fun sex doing everything else that doesn't need an erect penis many of the issues mentioned around erections and ejaculation could be minimized by suggesting more time playing before penis and vagina sex happens or by taking the penis out and doing other things for a while to avoid spurting before you want to. I was surprised these options didn't get talked about, but maybe I missed something. Well, this episode, we do talk a lot about the foreplay as well. So listen listen yeah. closely. And there is a, a strong emphasis on penis and vagina sex also in this episode as well. Uh, And I don't exactly recall what was said with Fabienne. I think she was talking about a very specific thing, which was... uh it was about semen retention. That was like the overall topic and semen retention. I guess that still would apply to non-penis and vagina sex because you could just be grinding the, the soft cock or the cock, uh, the hard cock outside, um, of a body that didn't have to do with an orifice and still, um, come sooner than you wanted to. So like that, that doesn't necessarily have to apply to being a hard cock or to, uh, a cock inside of an orifice. Um, but for, you know, the intention of that episode, that was kind of the focus there. So, but this listener is Right. It's not all about penis and vagina sex. It's not all about a hard cock. It's not all about um, ejaculation and, you know, people can have orgasms without ejaculating and there's many ways to be sexual. So I guess, or I'd say we didn't mean to be limiting in that sense. And, uh, we are huge advocates of not putting all the focus on a hard cock or on coming. Um, and whether, no matter what your body is, um, what your bits are, it's just, we do think that that is limiting when we just focus on that. I think it was just part of what the episode was focusing on.
1: And I believe there are only a certain number of minutes we have each episode episode in the interview to give you the most compact and uh but useful information in that time frame so sometimes we focus more on specific topics that the 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 interviewee feels the most confident about speaking to uh, and feels their expertise lies within yeah. so uh, there could be uh, there's there's so many episodes out there we've talked a lot about folks that uh, have ejaculatory stuff that uh, whether it's related, this person said cancer, it could be related to SSRIs. We've had other uh, experts on that do dive more deeply into those topics. I don't have the episode numbers right now, so I'm going to put all of you listeners out there. Go do your homework. Well,
0: and I'm a huge fan of playing in in all kinds of ways, whether it's foreplay before sex or it's its own type of sex that doesn't involve a cock inside of me. I'm a huge fan of that. In fact, it's kind of like some of my favorite. I do like, you know, penetrative sex. And some of my favorite stuff is all the build up, the anticipation or just the sexual connection being all this other stuff that doesn't involve a hard cock inside of me. And then sometimes I'm like, I want the hard cock or a dildo or whatever, you know, mostly cock. I'm not really into it. The warm
1: up is everything. Susan really goes into how important it is in this episode. We I won't do any sort of uh what is it, a spoiler alert or anything. I'm not gonna give anything away. I want you to listen. However, I know from a personal experience as well, same as you, I I really need the bits to be warmed up. And I know a lot
0: of uh, penis owners out there feel the same way. Well, and I think that this is focusing not just on it being a warm-up thing, though. It can be its own event, right? Yeah. So, like, not just focusing on it's always warm-up so that we can't put a hard thing into an orifice, that the that the event can just be all the other things that don't involve the hard thing in an orifice, um, whether someone has an uh, erection or ejaculatory issue or not. Um, and I, I think that that's very true. So, uh, I think it's a valid point. And uh, what is... We did that... Ep- oh, um, soft cock. How to mm-hmm. have the soft cock play with um, sluts the and sluts scholars. And scholars. Yeah, if you look Nicoletta? up Sluts and Scholars. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked all about that. We were praising soft cock play and that it doesn't have to be about that. That's There's so many things used we do. That's we used to travel. Do. We were I in know. Brooklyn then. That's, we're going to see her in April though. I hope so. For our retreat. Well, thank you for this feedback slash question. We really appreciate it. Um, we welcome everyone to write into us and send us your questions. We can't answer all of them. And we also welcome, welcome feedback the way we love feedback, especially if it's really good feedback, a.k.a five stars, is if you go to iTunes and you write a review about us there. You have and to search for our... Po- it gets a little yeah. tricky, by the way, because I tell people, I ask people, I don't tell them, but I,
1: I I try to guide them on how to do it. You have to search for us in the uh, iTunes app. Search Shameless Sex, even if you subscribe, then you go to our reviews, and then you say write a review. Yeah. So you have to actually do that step, though. You can't just... Uh, just search for us and and give us.
0: And five if you don't stars. have a lot of time, like you said, April, you can just put an emoji. You know, like oh, totally. I love this podcast, but it helps us get the message out there and it helps us grow. And please remember, don't 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 do the three
1: stars. And I love them so much <laughs> because that has happened several yeah. times. My favorite well, podcast ever, one
0: star. And yeah. I'm like, did they? Really? What? Yeah. I'm confused. Well, and the beauty is it helps us get into places where people don't have access to sex positivity. They can't go take workshops. It's not the general consensus of the community that they're in or the country. Um, and we have listeners all over the globe now. So you're doing a public service, um, not announcement, but service. Public service. <laughs> yeah, public service uh, by, by doing that. So if you want to press pause right now. And do that, and then you can listen to us again in ten seconds. That reminds
1: me of that song, "Heal the World, Make It a Better Place." Is that Michael
0: Jackson? Yes, probably. For you and for me. Okay, I won't do that right now. Okay, let's ready for a bio. I'm let's ready. Although I do love what you sing. I, <laughs> no, we're gonna sing in one of the ads on this episode. Shh, don't God, Amy. Spoiler alert. No, but I want them to hear the ad. All right,
1: listen really to special. the ad. We are witnessing. This long. is an ad. Though. This is a, bio. a little ditty. Okay, so here comes the bio though. <laughs> Susan Bratton, intimacy expert to millions, is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole lifelong. A best-selling author and publisher of 34 books and programs, Susan has been featured in the New York Times, on CNBC, and The Today Show, as well as frequent appearances on ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox, and NBC. You can find the Susan Bratton show at betterlover.com and her Lust for Life supplements flow and desire at the20store.com. That's the20store.com.
0: Here we go. All right, everyone. It is episode time and we are here with repeat guest, Susan Bratton. Susan fucking Bratton. Susan motherfucking <laughs> Bratton. She is the expert uh, educator to millions of humans all about sex, how to have amazing, mind-blowing sex. And this episode, we're going to say fuck a lot because it's about fucking mastery, meaning how to master fucking, the art of fucking having sex uh if you do not like the word fuck this might not be your episode sorry janice also known as my mom you might want to tune out or take some deep <laughs> breaths because you're going to hear fuck 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 and more fuck, fuck. is the
1: best word it's an adjective a verb a superlative Did you learn that
0: from uh osho o- o- Did you see that video
1: no oh my
0: god oh okay anyways i'll show the videos okay, later he okay. says that he's like you can use it for everything
1: you can really use it for everything yeah you're like fuck yeah to i want to fuck to yeah fucking
0: mastery. So fuck you. (laughs) Anyways, so let's start with the same prompt that we give all of our listeners, even though you've been on our show multiple times, Susan, can you please tell us how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Fucking
2: alive. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. I fucking fucked myself to death.
0: <laughs> mic drop episode over. Bye yeah.
2: <laughs> well, really, I mean, I think that, um, if you're going to be a sex bird, if your, if your title is going to be trusted hot sex advisor to millions, you better have done some motherfucking fucking. That's number one. Um, really, my, sh- the short story is that this is my second career. I'm 60 years old. I'm having the best sex of my life. I have two companies in the sexuality space. One is a publishing company. And what I do is I publish passionate lovemaking techniques. I basically explain to people how to transform having sex into making love, how to make sex hot, really turned on, completely satisfying, how to make it so that you just loving fuck, you fucking love to fuck. Mm basically is what I do. And, um, the second company that I have is a supplement company called the 20 and I have sexual vitality supplements. Number one supplement is called flow for blood flow. And the number two product I have is called desire, which is a daily vitamin that has libido botanicals in it. Because for a lot of people, they want to want sex, but they don't feel like they, uh, they just cut, can't quite get there. And then a lot of people are like horny all the time, but never have sex. There's a lot of kind of unmet desire in sexuality. And so what I try to do is I try to close the gap by teaching people sexual skills. And um, it's interesting because You can make a baby really easily, like intercourse itself and having having a climax and making a baby and conception. Those are things that you don't necessarily need anyone to tell you. You can kind of figure it out yourself. But you can't really figure out how to be a fan-fucking-tastic lover unless you actually either A end up having sex with someone who is really good and teaches you a few things or having sex with a number of very good lovers, which very few people do. Very Most people have sex with a lot of really shitty lovers. <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> I know you Yeah, have. <laughs> we
0: have. Let's
2: be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the blind leading the blind out there. And so the thing about sex is that really good lovers – learned how to do it. These are learned skills, whether it's learning how to have the twenty different kinds of orgasms that the male and female body can have, or it's learning how to be a good lover—actual penis and vagina sex—which is what I wanted to talk to you about today, because I've been I've been teaching sex techniques, expanded orgasm, female ejaculation, which is what I was talking about the last time we got together. Um, to how to talk dirty uh, without it feeling yucky, you know? How to talk dirty without feeling weird. That's something that I've been doing for a long time, but most recently what i've been focused on is what i would call making whoopee 3.0 <laughs> which is <laughs> which is actually intercourse um because it if you're in a heterosexual monogamous relationship which Most people are or want to be. That's the, that's the norm. The big, you know, the big middle of the bell curve is a guy and a girl having sex together. Not that any gender expression or any, any uh, sexual experience that's out there is any worse or better. It's not. It's just the most common thing. And we can talk about great oral techniques and we can talk about sensual massage and yoni massage and lingam massage and great kissing techniques and dirty talk and all these different aspects of sex. But when it comes down to it and you've got a dick and a pussy. Mm you should know how to use them really well together. And so when I had the opportunity, when I reached out to you and I was like, you guys, I want to come on, I want to come back on and talk about fucking and you were like, okay. <laughs> I thought this is really the right thing to be talking about. If you want to talk to a sex expert about how to be a great lover, let's talk Fucky fuck. Well, that, let's talk.
1: That's exactly the next Do question, it to too. It. It's like, let's talk about fucking because <laughs> yeah. you are a great expert about what your topics <laughs> are. You know a lot about That's why you call yourself yeah. the, se- I mean, you are the sex advisor to millions for reasons. And we love yeah. your energy. You're always like such an, an incredible guest because you have you bring this vibrance and good energy and you're 60 but really i think probably in your 20s with uh she's younger actual, than us that's yes, for sure, for sure. So, <laughs> so in your opinion when we're talking about fucking yeah i don't want to start off on a on a weird note but the issues that that come into play yeah. in terms of fucking can we talk about some of those issues whether you have a penis or a yeah. vulva or whatever you're rocking down under yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh what I'm gonna do mostly in this conversation, just to keep it simple, is talk about a penis and a vagina together, a penis and a vulva together. Um, uh, um because those are the goes into and goes out as that really you're talking about with intercourse. And at the end we can talk about strap-ons, we can talk about pegging, we can you don't have to have a dick. You can you can add a dick, you can get a dick, uh, which is great. And 90% of what I'm going to say still works whether you're strapping a dick on or you actually are a dick owner. So that's okay. Um, And the first thing that I think I want to talk about is what people don't understand about penis and vagina sex, intercourse, penetration, coitus. These are all different words for fucking. Um, And the first one is that the most i'd say the the biggest issue is that men come faster than they want to and women have a hard time orgasming strictly from intercourse and i see a lot of sex experts out there saying you know you should spend all your time on the clitoris and don't worry if you can't have an orgasm from intercourse intercourse isn't that important you know you should it should just be a part of what you do it's okay for it to just feel good and be nice and be close and i call bullshit on that entire Thread. I I disagree vehemently with that. I actually think that the people who say who kind of downplay intercourse in a primarily heterosexual monogamous world of fuckers is the the issue with that is that they they literally just haven't learned how to do it yet. And so they think it's not important, and so they're circumventing it. When if you if you come to fucking with the opinion that oh, it's just a learned skill. Not Most people don't automatically, most women don't automatically orgasm from intercourse without knowing what to do. And if all you need to know is that you can learn how to come really well from being fucked and fucking, then you're like, oh, okay, so what do I need to do? And that's the mindset that I really want to start the conversation with today is, okay, let's talk about what are the things you can do to learn to come really well. Because What got me into being a sexpert was that I stopped wanting to fuck my husband because I wasn't coming from intercourse. And I fucked him for over a decade. I was a very good girl, but I got bored. It wasn't any good for me. I wasn't coming. I couldn't come unless I used my vibrator on my clit. I didn't know what I didn't know. And what I didn't know was that we had to learn how to make me come from intercourse. Now, I've been married to him for 30 years. (laughs) And I come all the time, every time. I love intercourse. It's my favorite way to come. And not that I don't have like a very close number two, three, four, and five, which we can also talk about at some other time, but um I'm giving myself the best orgasms of my life from penetrative intercourse. And a big part of what people don't understand is that for men, their penises get erect really fast because the channels of spongy tissue in their dick fill up with blood and it runs in there fast and it locks and makes them hard and they are ready for penetration when they get turned on they're ready for penetration and i believe that that's because women want when women are in the mood to fuck we'd want we want to fuck more than one person we want to fuck a bunch of people in a row And I think we want to do that because we have that ability to conceive when we get really a lot of really good sperm. Plus, semen is very good for us and it has a lot of things in it for cognitive function, menses regulation, even postmenopausal hormonal regulation, um, happiness with all the serotonin that's in it. So, For most people being heterosexual, they like the feeling of the intimacy of penetration, the closeness of penetration, the biochemical reactions of penetration, the hormone releases of penetration. And so if we understand that we just need to learn how to do it well, and we go on that journey to do so we can have really incredibly pleasurable sex. But because women... Are innies instead of outies, you know, there we don't get, we have the same amount of erectile tissue as our male-bodied penis-owning partners, but it takes us longer to get the blood flowing into them. I've been using an analogy recently. I'm gonna make you hungry, Amy and April, (laughs) because it's my English muffin analogy. Um, you know how you get an English muffin out of the little plastic wrapper and you open it and you stick it in the toaster and you press it down and it pops up and you're like, oh, it's not toasted enough yet. You press it down again and then it pops up and it's nice and brown. And then the butter's hard and you cut it really hard with the knife and you lay it in there and then you smush the two sides together and then it melts and the butter melts into all those nooks and crannies. And that took a while to make that happen. That's our pussy basically. That's the blood flow and how long it takes us to get the same amount of blood flow that we need for the same amount of erectile tissue has to go through three different erectile tissue chambers that circle, embrace our vaginal area like a beautiful golden bracelet. There's the clitoral The urethral and the perineal sponges in our vulva. And there are these, all these little funny shoots and valleys and nooks and crannies. And it just takes us longer to get engorged. So what happens is that most people have penetration way too soon. I mean, you want to get fucked you're excited, you're with your lover and you're like, okay, let's go. But the problem is you're actually doing it before your body is really, really turned on and warmed up and fluffed up and engorged and too messed and full of blood. And so the, th- the reason that women struggle to have orgasms from intercourse is not because there wasn't enough time spent on their clit before penetration, but more that there was not enough overall time spent on total body foreplay and getting all that juiciness going, getting our pussy to lubricate and getting our salivary glands, you know, getting our getting everything just like flowing and juicy and turned on. So um, one of the things that really helps is kissing and nipple stimulation, Um your clit has to get an erection and you actually have a a, a a clitoral tip, a glands, and you have a clitoral shaft. You have a little mini penis as a woman, and then it has little arms and little legs and you have that G spot or urethral sponge that has to get full of blood and the perineal sponge between the bottom of your vagina and your rectum has to get blood flow in it. And if you're nervous at all, or stressed out, or not relaxed, or in a hurry, or with a new partner, or worried your pussy doesn't smell right, or look right, or your stomach looks fat, or your butt looks fat, or the millions of things you're worried about, if you're not completely relaxed and feeling confident and turned on if you have performance anxiety oh my god what if i can't come what if it doesn't feel good is that vaginal infection really gone like there's a million reasons that hold us back from really being able to relax and let everything flow then we we miss the pleasure that is really our birthright for penetration so penetration orgasms they're they are a learned skill and you get better, better and better at them. Your body gets more used to engorging and being turned on the more that you do it. Uh, like even when you just masturbate more often than when you actually have partnered sex, your body responds faster. So there is just a lot to the actual preparation and relaxation that goes into being penetrated. That I think is really something that people skip over and don't spend enough time thinking about or preparing for or giving giving time and energy and intention.
0: This podcast is free to you because of our incredible sponsors like Helix Sleep. Getting good sleep is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself and the benefits of sleep go on and on from living longer to reducing stress to boosting your immune system. And let's face it, a fabulous mattress can even improve your sex life. At least it did for me. Helix makes it easy and painless for you to find your perfect mattress, no matter what your sleep needs may be. Just go to helixsleep.com shameless and take the two minute sleep quiz. And Helix will match you to a mattress that just may give you the best sleep of your life. I'm a hot sleeper. So it's important for me to have a mattress that cools me down and
1: isn't too soft. And Helix matched me to the midnight mattress. And guess what? I'm feeling more rested and ready to conquer the shit out of each day. If your mattress is making you tired, go to helixsleep.com slash shameless now because Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash shameless. Go, go get your sleep on. Go go get your sleep on. Now. This podcast is free to you because another one of our amazing sponsors like Dipsy. If you're like me, you need more self-care with erotic self-care being at the top of my priority list. Dipsy makes it easy to focus on giving yourself pleasure anytime, anywhere. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories that help you get turned on and into your sensual body. There are hundreds of stories to choose from, and they release new content every week, so there's always more to explore. And they have wellness sessions to help you wind
0: down and sleep sessions to help you drift off. I recently listened to Secret Rooms 1 on my way to my partner's house, all about a hot, intense hookup with everything from spanking, whips, and chains. And you better believe I arrived more turned on than ever. The sex that followed was mind-blowing. And now you, too, can crank up the heat because Dipsy is offering our listeners an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P, S E A stories.com slash shameless dipsy stories.com slash shameless. Go check it out. And now back to the show. And so one of the questions I was going to ask you, but I think you just covered it was for the the folks, you know, the Volvo owners that say I have a hard time having orgasm from penetration. So, uh, so what I'm hearing from you is that you you're saying you need more time and it's not just more time rubbing your clit it's actually the entire right. body and this whole way of getting your and actually don't go right for the clit go for the entire body first and then the clit like you're starting from these yeah. other layers first and uh, that it takes more time generally than most penis owners so what about for the penis owning folks then who really want to fuck their yeah. partner real good uh, but they want to do yeah. it in a way that leads to orgasms is it that they need to be initiators and be more on board for taking a lot more time for this Foreplay slash full body play. Like, do you have any other things? I remember you also saying um, penis and vul- and vagina size, um, the match of them also kind of matter too. So, yeah. Wh- what else do you have to say
2: about those pieces? Sure. Well, a lot of women. It's interesting as you age, the the penis shrinks and the vulva gets more lax. Um, it gets open wider, and so and you lose pelvic musculature and you lose your grip and your orgasmic contraction. We atrophy as we age. So there are a lot of really good sexual regenerative treatments and practices. Everything from, uh, for men, the gains waves, penis pumps, Phoenix Pros, for women, the V-fit, the O-shot, for men, the P-shot. There are things that you can do to keep your pelvic musculature and the tissues plump. But really, the best Thing For all of that is it is use it or lose it in many cases, women and men, people of all gender expression who have more sex as they age and stay in good shape and eat leafy green vegetables and do exercise that gets their blood moving have better sexual function for their entire lives. And many of my fans and followers are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s and having the best sex of their life. That's another thing that I think is a myth is that people think that the best sex you'll ever have is in your 20s. That's really, if you are a sexual seeker, a person who believes it, it, that they're kind of personal growth oriented and that they, they can learn new skills all the time and sexual skills are one of the things that they can learn, then they get better and better and have more and more intensely orgasmically satisfying sex as they age. Uh, I'm definitely a living testament to that. And as are my partners, um, who we're all in our late 40s to mid 60s. So I think that's also something very important is that if you put in, you get out. Um, I think that how to fuck well, and we women, especially in my generation, I'm I'm, I'm about a generation ahead of you. Two, Um, we were kind of raised to be the receivers of fucking. We got fucked. We didn't fuck. And uh, I fucked. <laughs> <Of course laughs> but uh, yeah. but the yes. girls of our generation, we didn't necessarily, we, we, we were more passive. We were more of the receptacles, the receivers of the fucking. That's another thing that I want to change people's thinking about. And that is that you can... Fuck as well as being fucked the whole time you're having intercourse. Um, intercourse can be a very active experience. If you think about a lot of different things, the first would be shallow thrusts and deep thrusts. Where you're aiming your penis, are you aiming it up, down? It's kind of like a gunwale. It's like where you point it, it goes. Is that penis pivot? And you could... Is that same? Yes. Okay. Penis pivots. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Penis pivots. I learned this from Billy Sunday Mars. You know, you can you can stroke the G spot. You can stroke, stroke the perineal sponge. You can stroke the sides of the vagina where the pudendal nerves run down, and that increases turn on. You can go deep and high up into the cervical area. Um, you can do shallow thrusts to the entrance of the vagina. Um, I have a technique called thrust in time. I don't think I've talked about that with you before. It's a 20 it's 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 basically a 2000-year-old taoist s- sexual practice that i updated for the 21st century that solves the biggest problem with intercourse for couples which is he comes too fast and she struggles to come and the technique is a 10 count of thrusting with sh- with shallow short strokes and deep long strokes and basically and, and you can download it at thrustintime.com and you'll get more information. But just lightly as you're listening here on Shameless Sex, the technique is a 10 count where you do nine shallow strokes and then a long, deep stroke and then eight shallow strokes, and then two Mm -hmm. long, deep, slow strokes. Really get in there deep as you can. And then you do seven and three and six and four. And by the time you get to five and five or four and six, she's had her first penetration orgasm. Mm. Because for most people, what what a, what a, a typical guy is thinking is he's got to just pound her. He's got to go in and out and in and out. I mean, they hear the bed springs in the hotel room next door. And they think that's what we're going, or they watch porn and they're like, boom, boo, boo, mm. boom, 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 boom. They think that's Jack what's going to get her off. And yes, yeah, sometimes I, personally love a good pounding. I got nothing wrong with that, but that's not the place to start. its it, it, it doesn't give your tissue enough time to get the blood flow and the resiliency in there for the sensation to feel good. The um, The reason that you need the blood flow is that if, if your vulva is not engorged, it's small and flaccid, like a flaccid penis, and the more blood's in there, the more it plumps up and puffs up. You, you've seen your vulva after you've had like a two day fuck fest, mm-hmm. right? It looks all big and it looks plump good. and ripe and juicy. <laughs> it and looks ice gorgeous. on there sometimes. I'm like, damn it. That did good work. <laughs> Exactly. Well, what's nice is when it's all plumped up like that, it actually has more surface area, which sends more pleasure signals to the brain so that you actually have more pleasure. So when you think about these short strokes, alternating with these deep penetrative strokes, you're toggling the nervous system and you're giving the body time to build up some blood flow. So, that when she f- gets to number four or number five deep strokes, that's starting to feel really, really good to her. The other thing that I think is a good one is when she's also actively squeezing his penis. This is called pompoir by the French. There are many traditional indigenous heritages of this notion that we can milk a cock with our vaginal muscles. And the more that we become active as a participant, not just receiving the sliding penis and the friction, but we're actually playing with the penis with our own pelvic musculature, the more we start to get those contractions going. So if we've had a hot makeout, lots of French kissing, lots of breast play, lots of nipple play, we've gotten the juices running, our pussy starting to contract, then we've had a nice pussy massage, we've gotten it all lubed up, we've gotten the mons played with, the outer labia played with, our sweet little butt cheeks, the inner labia, we've had our clitoral tip played with, our clit has popped And we have a gorgeous little clit erection. And then we've had some fingering on the entrance to our vagina, the little sphincter muscle, a finger inside rolling around on the inside, stroking the top of our vaginal canal so that our G-spot starts to swell and pop out of our vagina as all of our lips plump up. And we begin to really want that penis inside us. And then we get the short strokes and we get the long strokes and we're squeezing and we're milking and we're rubbing our bodies together and our hands are rubbing all over our bodies. So many people, they they barely use their hands when they make love. They're just rubbing their parts together. Without stroking, kissing hair, stroking hair, kissing eyelids, kissing necks, giving hickeys, you know, there's so much pleasure to create all, to awaken the entire sensual grid. All of that should be like lit up like a Christmas tree before you're penetrating. I think those things are are very, very important pieces of great intercourse. And then there's really three different kinds of orgasms that you can have. You can have orgasms that are generated from the different locations that you touch in your body so nipple gasms mouth gasms throat gasms orgasms from going down on a penis um orgasms from your clitoris your g spot your your you know your vaginal orgasm or cervical orgasm people use those kind of interchangeably they can be one or the other uh anal gasms of course there's foot gasms there's belly gasms some people call core gasms there's all these different stimulating areas then there's techniques like the thrust in time technique or expanded orgasm or female ejaculation. Lots of women can squirt while they're being penetrated. they Or they can have blended orgasms. So, uh, you know, a G-spot stimulation with clitoral stimulation. It could be a penis inside you with a toy on your clit. You can have those. And then you can have objects like sex toys. And I do want to talk about some sex toys that I think are really good for incorporating into fucking as well. Um, Those are, you know, you just start to think about the dimensionality of how to create orgasmic pleasure from penetration. It's not just about the penis in the vagina it's so much more when you expand the, the palette of stimulation.
1: And we'll go, we'll get into sex toys in just a moment before we do, because we oh, love yeah. talking to you about sex toys. I love talking about sex yeah. toys. And before we do, let's touch on some yeah. positions, like favorite positions. Yeah. Cause you've talked a lot about some hand positions yeah. and I love the technique names, uh, mm-hmm. it, that are the pompois, <laughs> I love pompois. Uh, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into that later. And, uh, So what are some of your favorite positions for fucking?
2: Yeah. Um, I would say um, I have a really good little book called, it's it's a freebie. It's called um, Seven Stimulating Sex Positions. It's at sevenpositions.com, the number seven and the word positions.com. And that's my favorite seven positions. Um, one of them is more of an oral position. It's called Chingalinga, but the other ones are intercourse positions. One's called headboard daddy. I really love that because that's a cowgirl type of sex position. My cowgirl game has gotten so strong in the last couple of years. I've really been focusing on making myself come on my partner's cock. So instead of them fucking me, I'm fucking them. And it's interesting. I was, I recently was, um, quoted in an article on Inside Hook. I don't know if you've, uh, been, have you been in Inside Hook? You might have even been in some of those articles recently. I see you get quoted a lot now, which I'm really happy about. Um, and it was about a submissive, a man who feels like he's a submissive. And he has a hard time finding women who want to be with him. And I really think that, It's a terminology issue. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I want to stay with fucking and I'm going to get right back to cowgirl, but it really has, it really needs to be said, just like learning how to orgasm from intercourse is really, really important if you're going to be with a penis owner. It's not that they need to spend all their time just on your clit. You can come, you can literally, once you're engorged, you can come without touching the tip of your clit from intercourse. You don't need to even have any external clitoral stimulation because your clits, all your erectile tissues wrapped around your vagina. So the stroking and the penetration and the contractions and you working it are all giving you orgasms. You just have to create the neural pathways and get the engorgement and the stimulation and it'll happen. You will be able to cross the gasm chasm and start to orgasm from intercourse. But what met some men they think because they've been, we've been ta- we've, we've taught men that they're the ones that need to ravish us they're the ones that need to you know penetrate us it's all about them sticking their dick in us and i don't think that's really serving anyone and this subno this notion of being submissive or dominant or this notion of being a bottom or a top. These are all what I consider to be patriarchal old school bullshit concepts, old sexual semantics that we need to retire. Because as we women become more switchy, As we move into our sexuality, as we become as good at fucking as our penis owning partners, then who's, who's running the sensation and who's receiving the sensation goes away. That's a, that's an old, outmoded concept. When you are simultaneously co-creating pleasure, together, whether I'm the one who's moving a little more or a little less, or whether I'm the one who's on top. And I'm literally, I've been doing this thing lately to recover from COVID. Um, I know April and I were talking about how we both had COVID. And one of the things that I've been doing to recover from it is I've been working out every single day with a trainer. I work out seven days a week and uh, I just got back from working out. And uh, one of the things I can do now is I can get over my lover and I can squat down on the bed on my haunches because I've got some mad <laughs> quads these days. I got some seriously succulent gluteus maximus <laughs> and I can get down On him and kind of just hold him, hold his shoulders or hold his hands. And I can just go up and down and slide up and down on his cock with my whole body while I'm straddling him. And I have plenty of energy to do that. And oh my God, it, I can put that, put that penis right where I want it. I mean, I started out just on my knees. And my, on my shins, if you will, and my knees, just kind of going up and down. And then as I got stronger and stronger, now I'm like up there, like the great ape of the universe, just like, you know, just, just, just like going crazy on him. That's not, he's not a submissive man, but I'm fucking the shit out of him. And I'm coming all over him like crazy. So. Why wouldn't any guy in the world want a woman who is like getting off on his cock in the best possible way to to not do that? So I just want to release the submissive dominant thing and I want to encourage women to like use your legs, use your muscles, get on top. Learn how to come with his cock as your tool for pleasure. And throw a vibe on your clit have him play with your nipples have him tell oh i have six things i want to tell you about what to say during fucking i wrote them down i've got them right here with me <laughs> because i wanted to make sure i set them on the show because you know me i like to give like the here's the exact yeah. yes. that's really so- <laughs> so good. people are like wait can i press pause and you write all the notes? Know, oh yeah write it down yeah. <laughs> Well, the good news is that this is all in my book, my dirty talk book, which I've given away on your show before at dirty mm, know, H1 has a but... website
1: too. That's why I love you. <laughs> like, this is the website. I'm like, yeah. perfect.
2: Oh, yeah. yes. I got URLs for everything. I got so many good mm-hmm. URLs. You know, Tim. He always gets me all the best thanks, URLs. Tim, thanks, Tim. I know.
0: You're
2: the best. <laughs> so when this is another aspect of fabulous fucking, which is, okay, now are you just fucking and you're not saying anything? There's no moaning. I mean, a lot of guys, they, they want to hear you. They want to hear your moans and they're like, I love it when you moan for me because I need the feedback. It really, really hey, a lot helps of me. And I'm people like,
1: people like me. I like when the guy is audible, like a penis owner that I'm fucking. Right. That turns me on so much. Sometimes I can watch porn yes. that just has dudes making audibles, and it turns me on. So can go both ways, right? It's, it's like uh, hot. Uh, that's yeah. words. Like yeah, yeah. I don't mind either. No. I don't. I just want to know that there's there's enjoyment when yeah. there's silent fucking. I'm like, this is fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just exactly a side note. <laughs>
2: because. And no, that's exactly what I was going to say was, if you are asking me to give you feedback, you be, you need to give me feedback too. The moaning has to go both ways. A lot of guys, you know, here's the thing about guys. They want to do a great job. They want to give us incredible pleasure. And so they need the feedback so they know they're on the right spots. We're having orgasms, et cetera. Of course, they want us to moan. And the thing is that moaning is also a learned skill. Making those sounds, you have to make yourself do it. But it has to go both ways. He needs to be as audible as you are. If he expects and wants it from you, you need to also expect it from him and don't be afraid to ask for it because it's not your job to be the only one making noise that that's important um, you know a lot of what i do is permission like it's okay you can tell him he has to make noise you can you can demand that of him too and he'll be like okay i'll give it a try <laughs> and then it turns into something really sexy the more you moan the better you get at it and the hotter your sex gets but the other ones are a lot of people for Dirty Talk, they're like, well, I I, I I, don't want to say the wrong things and I don't want to weird my partner out and I'm not sure what to say. So here's how to do it. The first one is focus on the effect that the partner is having on you. What are they doing that's feeling really, really good to you? Oh, I love it when you're teasing the opening of my pussy with the tip of your cock. It feels so good when you just about slide it in and then you don't and I just want to suck it in. Oh god, it feels so mm. good, you know. And then they know that you like that and they're not just going to shove their dick right in. Um say what you see. Your pussy looks so ripe and succulent to me. I love how it's the the little labia started out as pink and then they got all purple at the edges and they're so frilly. And when I lay them open, they look like a butterfly. And I just want to lick my tongue from the top to the bottom and back up again. It's so succulent. Or share how you're feeling. Oh my God, I am so turned on right now. I'm so horny for you. I don't know what it is about when we get together, but I've Fucking love to fuck mm-hmm. you. You know, whatever, whatever you want to say. You, you, you share how you're feeling. I'm just making stuff up. Tell a sexy story. What, I like to get a pussy rub and have my lover tell me a sexy story. Sir Tim is fantastic at this dirty, sexy story. He'll make up a little thing and he'll tell me a sexy story the whole time he's giving me a pussy rub with warm oil. And we'll do that as foreplay before we have intercourse. And what's nice about it is that he'll offer me a pussy rub with no expectation that I'm going to fuck him. And 95% of the time I want to and 5% of the time I don't. And he is totally fine with that. Because the less he puts pressure on me, the more I actually want to have sex. That's definitely a trick that's important for men to understand more often than women, or at least the high desire partner. That when you're just focused on intercourse, you're way ahead of your lower desire partner, and they need more time to warm up. So telling them a sexy story while you're touching their body and relaxing them because arousal begins in relaxation. The more that you tell them that sexy story, the more that they start to get the auditory as well as the physical arousal. So sexy stories we talked about moaning and verbal feedback so that your lover knows you're getting turned on and that turns you on it's a it's a it's a virtuous cycle it's an upward pleasure spiral the more you moan the more they moan the t- more turned on you get and the more you moan and the more turned on you get the more you moan and then at the end after sex is something i like to call sharing frames i learned this from one of my most important sexual mentors of my life Dr. Patty Taylor she's the one that taught me about expanded orgasm she's the one that helped us my husband and I we have an a, almost 20 year expanded orgasm practice which is a clitoral stroking technique similar to orgasmic meditation deliberate orgasm extended massive orgasm you didn't you just go see Alicia yeah, and Erwan recently oh, yeah. Yeah. So the welcome consensus, mm-hmm. these are all, we're all disciples of this practice We're we all teach a different, you know, like a, a slightly different version of it, but it's a five stroke technique. And one of the things that is part of her practice is this sharing frames idea, which is after you've had sex, talk about something that it, it's sharing a body based experience, a snapshot, a frame, a moment in time, like a Polaroid picture, an old Polaroid picture of a really erotic body-based moment that you had. And when you do that, you, you, you give your lover Some piece of your, a piece of the turn on that you experienced and some insight into something that you loved that they could never imagine was one of the hottest moments of of the the scene that you just had. It's a really nice kind of after sex, lying in each other's arms just before you make them a sandwich scenario. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just to recap that, so you can remember, it's in Dirty Talk book, and I give very specific examples, kind of like I did. I give you a whole bunch of them. Focus on the effect your partner's having on you. Say what you see. Share how you're feeling. Tell a sexy story. Give a lot of moaning and verbal feedback, and share frames after your lovemaking. And those will amplify everything that you're doing on a physical level. To bond you together and to expand your turn on. Okay,
1: time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors such as UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. UberLube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter or you want to prevent dryness, take our
0: advice and check out our favorite go-to UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube, and countless listeners agree, often stating we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy omgs study twenty thousand plus people of all ages and turn the research into animated modules short videos and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand whether you want to learn about external pleasure internal stimulation or techniques with toys omgs can help you master vulva pleasure let me tell you i've been recommending omgs to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power
1: omgs is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level omgs can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential plus your omgs purchase helps fund more pleasure research omg that's wonderful only pay once and these techniques are yours forever that's right this is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing so go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And
0: now, back to the show. Susan Bratton is officially my spirit animal. <laughs> Every time. You're, <laughs> I agree. you're like, We love you. Yeah. So I'm going to combine these last two questions um, because they are about okay. kind of more products too, because one is about strap-ons and those products, but so, okay. You were yep. mentioning sex toys earlier. So what are your top yeah. sex toy recommendations for folks who are partnering, you know, for couples who want to want to fuck and add a sex toy to it. And then also yep. what about strap-ons, uh, vulva and vulva action and pegging, if you have any input to share on that piece as well. I know you do. So I'm really excited for it because it's really <laughs> good. It's gems. It's pure gems.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, there are two sex toys that I think every couple should have. Um, one is a vibrator. And I there are a lot of different styles of vibrators. And I think every clitoris owner should have one of each at least. So whether you're talking about an air stimulator, like a womanizer type of a thing, or you're talking about a bullet vibe, like the Digit from Hot Octopus, which I think is a really nice low profile uh, bullet vibe, uh, or you're talking about the Volta from Fun Factory, which is kind of like a, a little tongue lappy clit tickler. Some women, that's their favorite type of vibration is, isn't is really a vibration. It's more like a... What would you call that? What do you call uh, that,
1: April? It's well, like, like a tickler. It almost. Whatever. Well, it kind of gyrates because it's silicone that doesn't have anything inside of it, so it's just pure silicone. And yeah. they're almost like little tongues that kind of, yes. with the vibration, they kind of go... But there's no, yeah. uh, there's no motor. Well, there's no motor inside. It's just a silicone flapping against itself. So it's not really rough yeah. on the body. It's it's softer. Yeah. So you can kind of play softer. with the, the amount of, of pressure yeah. that you want to give on yourself.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I like that. I like the, the vibes. And with vibes, of course, there's the rumbley vibe and there's the buzzy vibe. So another one that I like is the curve. I was going to say that. That's such a good one. curve with a K. Yes. The curve with a K has a treble and a bass or a rumble and a buzz and what I also love about it is that it's great for the clit but it's really great for the g-spot as well so you can I like to to run it from my clit down my slit and into my g-spot and back up my slit <laughs> the, the from, the, yes. from the clit to the slit that's <laughs> the new hashtag from the clit to the slit exactly um so that's nice and um I think that it's important to have those different types of vibrators and to hold one on your clit while you're having penetration sex to help you do some orgasmic cross-training because this is something I learned from Sherry Winston was this notion of orgasmic cross-training where you do the thing you know will make you come with the thing you want to learn how to come from. So the two things that helped me cross the gasm chasm come from penetration intercourse. What number one was this orgasmic cross training, putting the vibe on my clit while Tim was fucking me so that I would start to come while he was penetrating me because it used to be that when we would have sex and he would enter me, it would take my energy down. It was like this, it was like this, um, this kind of like obtuse object that didn't add to my turn on. His penis didn't add to my turn on until he started having what I call a heart tongue. He used the heart tongue technique, which is also something I've called in the past the conscious cock. The cock that isn't just this kind of one-eyed blind snake going into your cave willy-nilly, but it's this feeling, sensing, energetic the cock is connected to my heart when i penetrate you i'm shooting love into you it's not this dull blunt instrument it's an alive connected energetic you know piece of your body that's moving in my vagina and touching different places and things like that and when 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 he brought his heart tongue thinking about it less as just like a piston and more as like this agile fingering, licking, heart-loving thing. And I had that clit on, had that vibe on my clit, and I started to come. That just really worked together to help me have orgasms from penetration. Then I didn't need the the vibrator on my clit anymore. I could start to come just from his cock. But it was really the expanded orgasms, the pussy massage and the clitoral stroke, the super light clitoral stroke that we teach in expanded orgasm. You can get information about that at expandherorgasmtonight.com. There's free a free book that explains what expanded orgasm is, what the practice is, and how the five strokes work. Um, that really helped me start coming because a lot of women overdrive their clit. That's another thing that keeps women from having intercourse. Overstimulated. They they're too hard on their clit. They, they, a lot of women, a lot of guys write to me and they're like, my wife only wants to have one orgasm and I want to give her a whole bunch of orgasms. How come, how come she's only a one and done? And it's because she's working so hard to bang out that first come that she's Worn out the, the sensitivity in her clitoral structure for the time being. This is why people say, Oh, don't use a vibrator because you won't be able to come from regular stuff. It's that, that's bullshit. You just have to vibrators help you learn how to come and the different types of sex toys help you learn how to come from different types of sensation. But your clit can come from the lightest touch. Like, I mean, the other day. I was having an expanded orgasm date with my boyfriend and he was touching my clit so lightly that it was like, uh, you know, when you get an eyelash on your eyeball, you get an eyelash in your eye and you have to touch your eye to get that eyelash out of your eye. and, And sometimes you Like maybe you lick your fingertip and then you just touch your eye and you just get that little eyelash out and it's the lightest little touch right with the pad of your finger. He was touching my clit and my shaft of my clit because as I've become more orgasmic over the last, whatever, 40 years, I can come from just the lightest of touch now, which which is because I've activated all those neural pathways and my body gets engorged really well because I've focused on engorging it. So these are the things that really help you come and come and come and come and come and not only come but come in expanded ways. So so you go into the moment of orgasm and then you stretch that moment of orgasm out so time lengthens it's like pulling taffy it's it's not a whoop, i came boo, i'm done it's whoo, i'm in it and then i'm just in it and 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 I'm cl- i'm at the peak of climax for seconds at a time and then the, and then i take a little break and i go into another climax that's even more intense and lasts even longer I can come for over an hour and just be 90% of the time in peak climax from the lightest of touch now. And that's a wonderful experience. That helps you really enjoy and relax around sex because you know you don't have any problems coming.
1: And so you can apply this because we didn't touch on pegging and we're running out of time. Unfortunately, this is why okay. we have you on our show so many times because you have such so <laughs> great information on that in the future, right? We, yeah. we can just to touch yeah. on it though. Most of these yeah. techniques and tips you can apply to a non-flesh cock you can apply to a silicone cock depending if you're wearing um a double dildo uh if you're a vaginal um vagina owner penetrating a vagina owner you can use a silicone cock in the same way and we will touch on pegging but will you just give a brief just rundown really quickly before uh we let people know how to find and work with you on pegging because we did promise that so i just i don't want to leave people hanging if they've been waiting for that
2: good looking out chip well i saved my best technique for last for pegging perfect And before we move on from that, I want to cover off on the sex toys. There's the, there are two sex toys I talked about. One was the vibrator. The other one is a cock ring. And there are two cock rings I recommend. And it depends on whether you are with a partner who has, if he is a premature ejaculator or not. And by premature ejaculator, I mean he doesn't quite last as long as he wants to. We could do a whole episode Mm -hmm. on that, trust me. But, And I have solutions to all of it. However, I like uh, at cockringvibe.com, I recommend the NOS, N-O-S, from Fun Factory. Cockring Vibe. That's all you have to remember. Uh, That is a really good vibrator for penetrative intercourse. If you are not someone who has to worry about coming too fast, and especially if you like prostate orgasms, and if you have any loss of sensitivity, or any struggle to climax, or any delayed ejaculation, or if you just love your balls tickled, then the then the cock ring I recommend is called the Atom. Plus luck. Hot octopus, everybody! Hot
1: octopus, what's Hot nice? octopus,
2: and that's a cock ball vibe oh. because that's a cock ring that also buzzes your balls. It buzzes her clit and your I helped balls. design so that, by the way. I helped
1: design that one because it was so necessary, and it also is good for vulva owners because you can grind on the yes, external portion of that. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm so exactly. happy that you suggested that cock ring because it's my fucking favorite. I it? love it. Is that cockballvibe.com? I assume. Okay, yep. Cool. Cockball, cool. Vibe.
2: cockball vibe. Cockballvibe.com okay. or cockringvibe.com. Cool. If you don't want the ball, the, the second mm-hmm. vibrator for him, the cockball vibe has the vibrator for her and for him. It's a double vibrating cock ring with a remote control. So she can get on. And this is another thing too. When you're learning how to use your pussy to fuck. You want to not only do the sliding, you want to do the grinding. Uh, Grinding and sliding are the two different skills that you want to think about if you're the vulva owner, as well as the squeezing, the pompoir, the squeezing. That's your dimensionality when you're thinking about what to do. Now, let's finish it off with the grand finale sex technique, which is called glissando mm. I love it <laughs> already it already sounds like it's gonna make me <laughs> I think I just did Yeah, I think yeah. I just did too mm-hmm. <laughs> glissando. glissando I like to say it with an accent mm-hmm. kind of a little Spanish a little Italiano <laughs> it's definitely the kind of thing that I would want to do with a very hunky guy with long hair and big percs <laughs> <laughs> And a very tan. Yes, please. Ciao, Bella. Here is your glissando. So you can do this with a strap on and you can do this with a penis. This is a really nice one. Okay. So almost everything that we've been talking about so far with fucking has been the penis going in and out of the vagina or the vagina pumping up and down in and out on the penis. Short strokes, long strokes, deep strokes, shallow strokes, side to side. Sound like a Doctor Seuss book right now. <laughs> 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 short
1: strokes, long strokes, strokes, short strokes. strokes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but for dicks. <laughs> but here's a really nice one, and my favorite position to do this in is doggy style. And this is where instead, uh, and let's just say that, uh, so let's just say that you're bent over, and you're you know you're kind of down on your hands or your elbows or your face is on the bed or whatever and your butts up in the air and your partner's behind you with his penis or your partner's behind you with their strap on on and they have your hips in their hand and they are moving you on and off their strap on so when they're not fucking you they're not pu- pumping with their strap-on or their dick, they're moving your pussy up and down on their strap-on, their penis-shaped object, (laughs) whether that be their own body or an add-on. And when you allow yourself to completely relax, because remember, arousal goes, arousal begins in relaxation, The more fluid you are, the more you let yourself go and surrender your body to your partner and you have them moving and sliding your pussy on and off of them, that is an entirely different feeling. So that's glissando and it flips the script on the normal way you think about penetration. So I just wanted to leave you with that because the more fluidly you are pulled onto, and and here's the thing, rocking sensations. And remember when we started out with the the, the short shallow strokes and the long deep strokes and the alternating, the counting, the 10 count, that's the thrust in time piece of it. If you think about glissando and you think about short, smooth, 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 long, deep, long, deep, short, 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 smooth, 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 long, deep, then it is the most wonderful sensation. That's all oh, right, That was a good, that
1: was a crescendo to the, <laughs> to the conclusion of the show, which before we say our goodbye to you, which we don't like to do, it's going to be a see you soon. Uh, how can <laughs> people find you, work with you? We gave a bunch of good websites, but overall, uh, can you just let people know how to work with you and find more of Susan Bratton, please?
2: Sure. Um, I don't do any one-on-one coaching or any individual work. I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques, which you can find at personallifemedia.com. The Expanded Orgasm Practice and Female Ejaculation, Steamy Sex Ed, The Passion Patch, Revive Her Drive, The Seduction Trilogy. These are some of my most popular titles. All of the things that I mentioned today were free. The Dirty Talk book, etc., and uh, Thrust in Time was one I mentioned. I don't remember all the stuff I mentioned. Those are all just free things you can download. You can find, you can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton. My name. That's mostly just where I. I post pictures of my boobs and stuff. That's just They're my fabulous, by If you're going yeah. to be a sexpert, you might as well be sexy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And I like to represent for my age group. I mean, I really think women of all ages are beautiful and it's important. Most of us love our sexual self-expression and to be admired, and I, I think it's important for us to all do that. And I've been loving the pictures and the photo shoots the two of you have been doing really? too. I see you evolving in that, and I applaud you and love you for it. So thank oh, you, Susan.
1: You. Yeah, I, think, I think about you often in my in my life uh, when I'm doing something Good. like would Susan do this yeah. because you're just such a badass. Not only businesswoman, Good. you're so smart and talented and you really are the inti- intimacy expert to millions, even, even if they're under uh, 60 or your age. Like, I feel like you have great information that spans on not only hetero couples or folks that are into polyamory, but you just have great oh, yeah. Great stuff. This is why you'll be back on the show. So don't worry. Don't get sad if you're crying because Susan will be back. Uh, (laughs) I know I do. And to all of you out there, thank you, Susan. And Mm -hmm. to all of you out there listening, uh, we love you. Please go ahead and show your love for us. Go on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us whatever stars. But we love reading each and every one of your reviews. And it just helps more folks out there find people like Susan Bratton. And it's free for people to listen to out there. This is free a free resource. So please go ahead and give us five stars. We need those and we read every single one. We love you. Thank you for being part of the shameless sex revolution. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now.
0: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.